No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible. Welcome to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. A person's last words are very important. Today, we will see where David charges Solomon to keep the way of the Lord. He also gives instructions for dealing with certain men. We hope you'll join us as Pastor Darrell continues in 1 Kings chapter 2 on Simply the Bible. A person's last words are very important and meaningful. My stepdad raised me from the time that I was seven years old. And in 2009, he was on his deathbed. He knew he didn't have much time to live. His breathing was strained. And he called all of us together as his family, my wife, our children, and my mom. And one by one, he looked at each of us and said a few words. And those were very meaningful words because he had such a great insight about people and just sort of looked into the future and gave us his last charge. That's what I think of here as today we look at the last words of David from his deathbed and his charge to his son Solomon, who succeeded him as king. We continue in 1 Kings chapter 2. Now the days of David drew near that he should die, and he charged Solomon his son, saying, I go the way of all the earth. Be strong, therefore, and prove yourself a man. And keep the charge of the Lord your God to walk in his ways, to keep his statutes, his commandments, his judgments, and his testimonies, as it is written in the law of Moses, that you may prosper in all that you do and wherever you turn, that the Lord may fulfill his word, which he spoke concerning me, saying, If your sons take heed to their way to walk before me in truth, with all their heart and with all their soul, he said, you shall not lack a man on the throne of Israel. At 70 years of age, David knew that he would now be going the way of all the earth. He wrote in Psalm 23, those immortal words, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for you are with me, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Now it was time for David to walk through that valley, but he knew that the Lord was with him and that he would land safely on the other side. You know, I believe God has structured life in these mortal bodies so that the nearer we come to death's door, the more we become aware of life's brevity and eternity's ultimate hope. Failing health can even hasten our appreciation for the new life to come. We start longing for that new body. In the case of David, the end of life also filled him with concern for the next generation. And like any loving father, David wanted to impart his best knowledge to his son and to help him avoid making the same mistakes that he had made. So David said to Solomon, be strong, be a man. Just typical fatherly advice to his son. He told Solomon to walk in all the Lord's ways, the statutes, the commandments, the judgments, the testimonies. These all describe the four kinds of precepts found in the law given to Moses on Mount Sinai. 
And God's blessing on the nation of Israel would be conditional upon his people keeping these precepts. So how important it was that Solomon kept them. David's charge to Solomon reminds me of the Lord's charge to Joshua in Joshua 1.7. Only be strong and very courageous that you may observe to do according to all the law which Moses my servant commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right hand or to the left that you may prosper wherever you go. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth but you shall meditate in it day and night that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous and then you will have good success. Prosperity, success, a good life comes from keeping the word of the Lord. So if Solomon would keep God's covenant, then it would also ensure the continuation of David's dynasty. That is the fulfillment of God's promise that a descendant of David would always sit on the throne of Israel. Therefore, David charged Solomon to keep the way of the Lord. Now, David's final words to Solomon involve taking care of some unfinished business. Verse 5, Moreover, you know also what Joab the son of Zeruiah did to me, and what he did to the two commanders of the armies of Israel, to Abner, the son of Ner, and Amasa, the son of Jether, whom he killed. And he shed the blood of war in peacetime and put the blood of war on his belt that was around his waist and on his sandals that were on his feet. Therefore, do according to your wisdom and do not let his gray hair go down to the grave in peace. David's relationship with Joab was complicated, sort of a love-hate thing. Joab, for the most part, was loyal to David, but he had disobeyed David with regard to killing Absalom when David told him not to. And he had killed both the general Abner of Israel and Amasa, who was the commander of Israel under Absalom. And David had actually told Amasa that he would be the new commander over his army. And of course, Joab did not want that to happen. And he killed him. Two murders, the blood of which was upon Joab. And so David told Solomon, now act wisely. You'll know what to do, but make sure that his gray hair does not go down to the grave in peace. It was important that this innocent bloodshed not be put to the account of David and his descendant Solomon, but that Joab pay the price. But show kindness to the sons of Barzillai, the Gileadite, and let them be among those who eat at your table. For so they came to me when I fled from Absalom, your brother. Barzillai had met David as he was fleeing Jerusalem from Absalom and brought him food and supplies, both for he and his men. And so David was very appreciative. And when David had won the battle against Absalom and was coming back to Jerusalem, Barzillai came out to greet him. And, and David offered to bring Barzillai back to Jerusalem so that he could eat at David's table. But he said, look, I'm an old man. I just want to go home and, and die in peace there. Uh, but you can have my son go with you. And so now David tells Solomon, 
not only to the one son of Barzillai, but to all of his sons. Make sure they eat at your table and, and show them kindness for the kindness that he showed to me. And see, you have with you Shimei, the son of Gera, a Benjamite from Bahurim, who cursed me with a malicious curse in the day when I went to Mahanaim. But he came down to meet me at the Jordan, and I swore to him by the Lord, saying, I will not put you to death with the sword. Now, therefore, do not hold him guiltless, for you are a wise man and know what you ought to do to him. But bring his gray hair down to the grave with blood. There again, when David was running away from Absalom, fleeing Jerusalem, Shimei came out. He was a Benjamite from the same tribe as Saul. And he came out cursing David, throwing stones at him. And Abishai, Joab's brother, said, let me kill this guy. And David said, no, don't kill him. Maybe God has sent him to curse me. And David just took it and uh, continued on his way. And afterwards, after the war was over and Absalom was dead and David was coming back to Jerusalem, Shimei came back and asked David for forgiveness. And David gave him an oath that he wouldn't hold it against him. But now here he is at the end of his life and, and David is telling Solomon, look, don't hold him guiltless. I gave him my oath, but you're a wise man. You'll know what you ought to do. Bring his gray hair down to the grave with blood. Now, was this a grudge that David was holding on to? Uh, could be, possibly. Uh, it's also very possible that he understood that Shimei, coming from the tribe of Benjamin, was just a troublemaker in the making and was concerned for Solomon that this guy would rise up and be a problem for Solomon. So he said, just take care of him. You'll know what to do. It is interesting that the very last recorded words of David are, uh, bring his gray hair down to the grave with blood. The Lord said of David that he was a man who had shed much blood, which was why he was not going to be the one to build the temple. And this sort of confirms what the Lord said. So David rested with his fathers and was buried in the city of David. The period that David reigned over Israel was 40 years. Seven years he reigned in Hebron. And in Jerusalem he reigned 33 years. Then Solomon sat on the throne of his father David, and his kingdom was firmly established. I like how it says this. David rested with his fathers. It looks ahead to the life after this life. And you know, the resurrection hope that we have, it is through the Old Testament and the New Testament. Job said, For I know that my Redeemer lives, and he shall stand at last on the earth. And after my skin is destroyed, this I know that in my flesh I shall see God. That is the hope that we have, the resurrection hope that we will see God after this life, and certainly David shared that hope. Seventy hard years David had. There were other patriarchs who lived much longer than David, but he had lived a hard life, and now he rested with his fathers. Truly, David was a great man. He was called a man after God's own heart. He was a warrior, poet, musician, military strategist, administrator, 
and worshiper of God. He experienced the extremes of life. He was capable of honorable integrity, heinous sin, and heartfelt repentance. David left behind a truly amazing legacy. He established an everlasting dynasty. He established Jerusalem as the holy city and capital of Israel. He rid the nation of idolatry so that Yahweh was universally worshipped. He extended the borders of Israel. He gave us at least 73 psalms. He planned the temple and set aside the materials for its construction. He advanced Israel in power and military prowess so that they enjoyed peace, freedom, and prosperity. Many nations served them, but they did not serve any nation. David was not without his faults, but it is a pity that many times people have magnified David's sin to the neglect of his remarkable achievements. There is a reason why his name is mentioned over a thousand times in Scripture. David was a great man, so much so that our Lord is not ashamed to be known as the Son of David. You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. For more information about our church, please visit our website at calvarytv.org. To listen to previous episodes, go to 941thevoice.com or check out our iTunes podcast. Tomorrow, we will see where Solomon's half-brother, Adoniah, makes a request that costs him his life. We hope you'll join us as we continue in the book of 1 Kings on Simply the Bible. <laughs>